It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 16th of January, 2024. It's my mother's 70th birthday today, so she doesn't watch, but happy birthday, mother. Uh, My name is Patrick Smith. Um, We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and you can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your normal podcast providers. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and like, like and subscribe and all that sort of good stuff, reviews, or you know what I'm talking about. On this week's show, two victories at home over the Panthers and two entertaining performances. Let's have a look at those. Um, Greg Prince was back to scoring ways and he joins us for a chat, as does Tyler Beskarowani, fresh off international duty. Um, game three of this Nottingham series against the Panthers on Saturday. And uh, Chris Ellis of the Nottingham Panthers media team will be joining us very shortly to discuss the games gone by and the ones ahead. Uh, and we'll reveal the player of the month of December and look around the league and see what crack there is there. Mr. Majemsey, you doing well? I'm just texting your man. Happy, you birthday, <laughs> Ma Happy birthday, Ma Smith. 70 a day, 70 years young. Um, she made it. Yeah, no, dead on, mate, dead on. Hang on, never, never a bad weekend after you came off a four-pointer against the Panthers with one still to come, so, you know. Enjoyable. Mr. Kitchen, how are you? I'm all right, Patrick. Happy birthday to Mama Smith. Um, Seventy is a big target, and that's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I'm okay. It's, it's good coming on the, the podcast when, as David said, you know, we went two games in a row at the weekend, which hasn't happened very often this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, we never take it for granted, mate. Never take it for granted. Um, can we just start at the top of the show to give it? We did it last week. We'll do it again. Big shout out to Taff. Says, yeah, he's in, how's he doing? He's in, uh, he, he's all well. He's a bit down the dumps, to be honest. He's uh, he's struggling at the minute. He's you know, it, it, for somebody who's always on the go and always doing something, 
um, to do have to be told to sit down and do nothing um, is a bit of a challenge. So um, I'm sure he's you know he'll be he'll be wanting to get back to work as soon as possible, but he needs to sit down and rest it and and uh, listen to the doctors and let Robert had a chat with him on Friday night and told him to just you know get it. Look, do you know what? It's the season. It's a, it's this bloody season. You know, I, I'm 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 going out there with a bubble wrap. It looks like a bubble wrap on me all day long, every day. But that's not the case. Um, it's like it's just unbelievable what's happened this year with the uh, the organisation team. Everybody's got hurt and everybody's got sick. And um, yeah, hopefully that that's you know after top that's it all done. The. Uh... Divi, it's just it was just last week you were giving a shout out to Taff as well about the hard work that he does. And you're right, he says absolutely right, he needs to sit down, take it easy for a few weeks. Haven't they absolutely scudded him there? Like I feel so bad <laughs> for him, man. He's he's my buddy and he's he's hurting and so it means we all hurt too. But like Simon said it there, this this has been a season that has just been we will talk about it at the end of the season, no matter the results, no matter the trophies, no matter the banners. We'll come back and give you some stats on what how many people really had bad injuries and what they were and stuff. It's mental. And for Taft to be nigh on that list, it's mental. It's just feels so bad for him. It's like get well soon. It text him all the time, but like get well soon, Taft thinking about you, bud. One hundred percent, mate. Get well soon. Rest up and get back to fight and fit and come back and get get involved again. But yeah, best shout, big shout out to Taff. Um, right, gents, let's get stuck into these two games against the Nottingham Panthers. Well, as I normally do when we get two games like this, I'll run through the stats for both games and we'll just talk about it. Uh, Chris Ellis will be along probably in about 10 minutes to join us as well for a bit of the chat. But uh, the first game took place on Friday night, and nearly 7,000 people in the building. 2-1 win for the Belfast Giants. It was Nottingham who opened the scoring uh, just under two minutes from Miles McGurdy. But then Aaron Azarian before the end of the first and then Will Cullen, uh, in his in his mm. second debut for the Belfast Giants, um, getting the game-winning goal in net. Tyler Beskarwani, 27 shots on, two goals against. And uh, Oh, sorry, hold on. I've got that wrong. Have I? Yes, I have. Sorry, 38 shots. Like, sorry, 38 shots against, one goal against. And uh, Mike Robinson, the other side, 35 shots on, two goals against. Palva Hollis and Vitas Lukasvicius were the referees for the whole weekend. We moved to the game that took place the next night for the stats on that. And it was uh, double the fun with double the score, 4-2 to the Belfast Giants. Greg Prince, who will be joining us shortly, Bobby McIntyre, Aaron Nazarian again, and Oliver Cooper with the four for the Belfast Giants. Hugo Wah and Otto Neiman for the Nottingham Panthers. Besko, 27 shots on, two goals against. And Rox Stavanich, uh, 44 shots on, four goals against. Pavel and Vitas were refereeing, as I said. Um, Davy. There seemed to be obviously we had we had Will Cullen coming back in, David Goodwin coming back into the side. A little bit of changes going on. Um, sadly, you know, uh, we've seen that um, Quinn Preston has gone back to North America. Scored just the other day as well for the Wichita Thunder. So the, hope, hope he does well. Uh, but the, coming back to the Giants, um, it seemed to be a different approach to the game. Yeah. Before I go on the game, I'll just echo what you said there about Quinn Preston. Um, insanely talented boy um, who, who talked on different webcasts and podcasts about the shot that he had possibly NHL quality shot just didn't work out for him in Belfast but for one reason or another and you can't help but like the fella and hope that he didn't work out for him here no ill will I hope he goes on and does good things back in North America I hope he doesn't come back this league and do good things unless it's with us but you know we wish him all the best for the future but then on to the game and because 
everything. Time moves on and we move into the game and could have went. What was your question, Paddy? Sorry. The, the, the approach the seemed different from the chance. Um, hey, tell you what, possibly Quinn um, moving on, different players being healthy scratch, more players coming back to fitness, different options with Goodwin and Colin coming in, giving, giving the coach different options. And some people can take that as a kick in the backside. Some people can huff about it. And you hope that the reaction will be the, the previous, you know, that the people will take this as a, I want to be playing. I don't want to be watching. People had to watch long enough when they're right injured. So whenever they're fit, they're not going to be wanting to watch. They're going to be wanting to be playing. Unfortunately, we came out to that. It wasn't even a slow start. We we're quite well. We were well placed down in the Panthers' end. And it wasn't even so much of a turnover. It was their first rush down the ice of the game. And <clears> it gets worked back to that point here. McGurdy has, it, has the shot. And somehow yes. it then maybe takes a little deflection. But just on-sided, whatever, from Pesco there. And over the last number of weeks when we've gone, gone down, that can get into your head. But I thought there was quite a strong pushback from us. I liked actually our game on, on Friday night. I didn't think that that rocked us in any way. It was just straight back to work. It was almost like, right, it's nil-nil. Just get back to work here. And, and we went uh, went hard on the Panthers. And obviously come up with a little bit of luck for the first one with the, the deflection, letting Naz get away. But I thought we were well worth the win on Friday night. There seemed to be a lot more physicality in this game, say, especially on Friday night. I know what Davy Phillips was turned down. But it, it seemed that the Giants, there were a lot more hits. It got quite feisty at times. Yeah, well, Adam's, you know, been drumming into the guys, you know, look, it's a fresh start and fresh year. Obviously, disappointing last weekend, but didn't pick up, um, you know, all the points from the uh, Fife Flyers game. And, and then, obviously, your, your, your trip to Cardiff was cancelled. Um, David just touched on the first goal there. I spoke to Pesco after the game, um, and it, he said it took a deflection off the, the pants of um, Cameron Pound. So, you know, with that being that close from a point, the, sh- the shot point, but then Besco goes unbeaten for the rest of the game. I think it was 38 shots altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, he saved the next 37, which was excellent. That's good to get him back playing again. Um, and when you, as Davey touched on, you know, it's about taking your chances when they come along. And that video there now for the people who are watching online um, is an absolutely ideal situation as well. They turn the puck over just inside their blue line. Naz makes no mistake about it. Um, and just, you know, sticks the head down and, and gets past them there. Uh, big defenseman Dupre, and then Dupre just gives up. Um, you know, there's no fight back from him at all. But over the over the, the Friday and the Saturday, I think you're right, Paddy. I think that you know there was a different type of desire, and that is going to be honest. I think that's coming from David Goodman. You we know over the last couple of years that the compete level of David Goodman, and um, well, obviously he was here last year and the year before with, with Scott Conway, and um, and how many points they scored and. You know, he's coming out of a, of a league that, let's be honest, you know, to be honest, he was top points or 28 points in 10 games, I think it was, in the Spanish league, which is way down the European standings of, uh, of quality of hockey. He didn't miss a beat. I thought he was absolutely brilliant in Friday night. I thought he was brilliant in Saturday night as well. But he makes other players around him better. I think it's fair to say that, you know, he, he obviously stepped in there. He played with Hank and um, Greg Prince on Friday night. Um, you know, I thought... Greg Prince over the weekend, especially the Saturday night, um, was absolutely brilliant. I thought Saturday night was probably his best game in Teal. I think, again, in my opinion, I thought he was just unplayable on Saturday night. Got the first goal, set the second one up with a lovely pass across the crease to uh, Bobby McIntyre at the back door. Um, You know, Cully played really well, obviously, getting the game winner on Friday night. There was just a lot of individuals playing very well. and. Ultimately, getting the team 
the four points over the weekend was the most important thing. But we haven't touched on Josh Roach. Roachy was brilliant at the weekend. Yeah, he's just a Rolls Royce. I know I said this about Jim Vandermeer in the past before, and I don't want to put the two of them together on a pedestal. But Roachy was for the length of time that he's been out, and the battling that he's done to get back to play again, um, and and playing so many minutes in a, a, a two game weekend back to back, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, and again, it, it, it's just there was just a different feeling around the rink. I think as well, you know, you know, Quinn obviously moving on and. And uh, wanted to go back to North America. That's fine. Uh, the kid, you know, he is he's super talented. Um, but, you know, if, if guys move on all the time. And that's just the way it works. And bringing David Gubin back in was a, was a brilliant move by Adam and uh, Steve. Um, and uh, I just thought over the weekend, he stood out a bit. I thought he just made everybody else raise their game. I don't want to say that he, he grabbed everybody by the scruff of the neck and shield them forward. But I just thought that everybody else stepped up. There, there's so many good performances uh, that you could pick from. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just nice to get the four-point weekend and interview Adam after the game on Saturday night. And, um, I'm, you know, he was in good form, which is good to see as well. Well, funny you should mention that. We've got we've got Chris Ellis in the wings just waiting to join us, and we're going to add him into this discussion. But first, let's uh, let's hear from Adam Keith in the, in the post-game uh, on Friday. Um much more uh like you know a belfast giants team that we're used to in terms of the mentality was there from the start that even when we got scored against that we were gonna claw our way back into that game and then even when nottingham had a big push there in the third period i thought the guys were were pulling the rope in the right direction trying to change the momentum of the game and trying to fight it off and right down there to the wire there when they pulled the goalie and uh, I thought the longer OC and uh, Bobby McIntyre line, you know, did a great job of keeping them in their own zone um, with the goalie out, and and you know that that sucks a lot of life out of a team when that happens. When you're trying to get the goalie out, you're trying to make a big push there at the end, and you're stuck in your own zone. Those things, those things really matter. And I thought that we did the little things right in the third period to see out that game, and that hasn't always been the case. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, I love the mentality of the group. I love the a positive bench. I love the communication on the bench and uh, the effort. The effort was there. Obviously, there's a lot of areas we can still clean up. We made too many mistakes, gave up too many shots. Um, but I, I think that's a good Nottingham t- team. You know, they're they're fast, they're skilled. Um, so you really got to be good against them. Otherwise, that you know they are gonna put some pressure on you. Uh, Adam McKeith speaking after the game against Nottingham Panthers on Friday. Let's add in the uh, the media manager for the Nottingham Panthers. Delighted to be joined once again on a view from the bridge by Chris Ellis. How are you doing, Ali? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Always in, always in his, uh, always, always his dressing gown. Oh, it's, 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 it's quarter past nine. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Give us, your, give us your take on Nottingham this weekend. I mean, I think Friday night was a better night for Nottingham than, than Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not as easy, despite, despite the, the great coverage and the great commentary. You're not in the ring, so you don't get the same feel for it than watching online. But um, I, I think they were well within a shout on Friday. I thought that, you know, play that game 10 times, it's probably five wins for Belfast, five wins for Nottingham. You know, that's my point is it was a very even game. Saturday... I just didn't quite feel they were at the races, Nottingham. They were playing catch-up, really, from the first face-off, really. So, you know, it's it's kind of indicative of, of Nottingham's season that they've... 
tried hard. They, they, as you, as, as Adam said, they've got some really skillful players. Um, but, but obviously, you know, the, 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 what happened to this team? No one's ever had to go through. It, it's been a traumatic season for this team, and you, you just don't know how much that's affecting players. It's, it's no one can put that into into context, really. So. You know, what I do think, and, and I know it's not the question that you asked me, but, I, you know, a lot of the fan base are behind this team. You saw the the turnout in Belfast and they're still with this team. That wouldn't normally happen to a to a, you know, a 10th place hockey team, but they're, they're still with this team. And, and there's a lot of, you know, and one thing as well is for the first time in probably four or five years, you can see a core that, that you want this team to be built around. And, and you know, I find that quite exciting. Sam, you know, you were in, obviously you were in the building and, and, and commentating, and there was quite a large number of Nottingham Panthers fans that came over. It was it was one of the one of the largest uh, traveling supports we've seen from Nottingham in, in many a year, probably right. since probably since they won the league in our race, which I'm sure Chris is delighted that I've mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, that does win the league doesn't happen very often for Nottingham, you know. So um, the uh, but the numbers of the fans were were absolutely incredible and fair play to them because they just never give in. Even when they they get beat both nights, they were still giving the stand. Uh, aviation for their team and and i think chris is right you know nobody knows what the players are going through and it, it, i've i've had conversations with our guys before and um and uh you know different things pop up and different there's things that can affect um teams in different ways and and for what that team have had to go through and had to witness is is, is unbelievable um but you know there is some really good players in that team make no mistake about it Carl Neal is, 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 I I would say he's arguably one of the top three best defensemen in the league. I really would. He's he's such a smooth skater, sees the ice so well, you know, makes simple plays, but also was capable of making unbelievable plays. Um, LeMay's a good player. Um, Otto Neiman's a really solid player. Um, And, you know, Michael Robinson played really well in net for them as well in the Friday night. Stojanovic, I'm not so sure on, you know, I think, you know, as, 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 when you look at his stats, his stats are, are outstanding. But I just think he's beatable. Every time we play him, I just think he's beatable. Well, that doesn't go back to bite me in the arse. But, um, you know, we, every time we play him, even last year when he was in, in Sheffield, or sorry, year before when he was in Sheffield, I just thought, but every time we played them, we've got a really good chance of winning. So, um, But they do have a really good team. And it's great to see so many uh, Nottingham Panthers fans over in Belfast. Um, with the, we know they're going to enjoy themselves, whether they win or lose, uh, because we've got an unbelievable city here. And um, it was, uh, it was. I think Chris is absolutely right. The, the Friday night game was a lot tighter than what what um, um, obviously it ended up, and, and it was only two one. But the four two game, so two one game, Paddy. Um, the uh, the four two game on the Saturday night. Um, again, I just thought that we were. I think we could have actually scored a couple more on Friday night. Um, Saturday night, sorry, Panthers Friday night. They hit the post three times. Yeah, um, as well. And best will pull a number of really big saves up, which. Ultimately, it ended up winning us a game as well. So, um, look, we've we've no we've all no love for the Nottingham Panthers, but um, with what they've had to go through this year, it's uh, I think they deserve a lot of credit um, to continue to keep going. And you know what, Dicko said it on Friday night. They get into the playoffs. I think they will get to the top eight of the playoffs. I still wouldn't want to be playing the Nottingham Panthers going into their own building in a quarter final. Um, on a on a and get to the playoffs. I genuinely wouldn't. 
Sorry, David, I thought you were saying something. Ellie, just, uh, just, well, yes, I, w I want Chris, just, there's there's a wee co-pilot's head keeps appearing in just the, his shoulder there. <laughs> Do you want to, somebody want to get a wee appearance in AVFTB <laughs> while you were? Uh, no, I, I, they should be in bed, actually, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, um, just going back to the game on Saturday, so Friday night, I, look, I agree with you both guys, like, it, was a, it was a tight game. Saturday night, I thought the Giants actually, came out of the traps really well and for that first i'm going to say like six seven just looking at my own notes from that i was doing while i was watching the game and taking stats and stuff like the ozone pressure the giants had in that first seven eight minutes was just everything was down in the panthers end there was the odd breakout but then it was the game turned on just both teams got into a bit of penalty trouble panthers obviously first and we come away with the two power play goals then they go back with their own five on three which you know you can analyze whether it's a five on three or not but anyway you know and that brings the game close but I felt that we were just a bit of a step ahead on the second night. First night, pretty close. Second night, obviously, traveling off with Panthers is going to be difficult. And as as little credit as I'll ever give to the Panthers, but for them to still be digging in as a team, it's actually something pretty special to see a team that's scratching down around the bottom of the league just going to work every night and still putting up a performance for those fans that came over to Belfast. And I'm sure they're pretty proud of those guys. And, well, white as it was on Saturday night. Well, you, you make a great point. And, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why the fans love the team. I mean, I think we've all known that Nottingham have had teams that have probably not worked hard enough. They've, they've been stacked with talent in the past. And in some years, you know, maybe the lead title race has gone and people have said that then, you know, that they're, they're happy to be quite fancy, but not work hard. But this team works hard every single night. And and the fans respond to that. You know, they they... They lost to the Steelers twice at Christmas, you know, on home ice at Christmas. They got applauded off. They lost to Coventry on New Year's Eve. That they got applauded off. You know, they this fan base, you know, not not just what happened. That yes is a major part, but they they work hard. And I think you know Nottingham fans, you know, they just want to see a team that's going to the wall for them. And it's not gone for them. Yeah, it hasn't, and, and results have gone against them a lot in recent in recent weeks, of course. But you know they're not giving up, and and not many games are they're being blown out by. A lot of the games are close, and I think if they got somebody who was, I think the problem is is one weekend you'll see a couple of guys come to the fore, the next weekend it'll be a couple of different forwards, then it'll be back to the the original ones. You know that there's just no one's been able to be consistent for them, uh, and maybe Matthew Lemay probably is the closest to that in terms of the forwards. <laughs> Carl Neal, absolutely, I, I thought he's been brilliant this this season. But all weekend, you were right. The way he carried the puck as well this weekend, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 been a really strange season. But you're right. If Panthers can find a way to get in the playoffs, who knows? Without without going back over any, sorry, Patty, I know you're going to come in there. I'm just okay. fast. You know what I'm like with psychology and stuff. Without going into any detail on on anything, it's gone gone beyond. This must be tough. We we see enough of a team like ours that hasn't gone through the the trauma that the Panthers have. And, and guys just struggling through the dog days, as Jordan Boucher called them. Like, this is tough mentally for these guys to have to come to work every day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that it, I think it's it's really hard to, to put into words. And, and I think it will be very hard for the for this team to put into words. It's, it's something that I think we all know this sport is so dangerous. But I don't think any of us ever thought we'd see this happen at all. And, and these guys... You know what I think they have got, and and you know we talk about it a lot that they've got a really close bond. They were close 
before what happened happened. They were very, very tight team. One of the tightest I've seen for years, probably for, you know, in my opinion, maybe, you know, in, you know, over a decade or more. And then obviously what's happened is, has got them tighter. You know, they will regularly, you know, there's the, uh, the old, um, uh, Bar at the top, if name escapes me, uh, encore just just at the top of the ring there in the foyer. And, and after training, you'll regularly see 14, 15, 16 of them sitting together having lunch. You know, normally you'll see the girls from threes and fours, that's the way they've got things to do. But yeah, you, you'll see sort of you know as, as many as 14. They'll all just go up after practice, take advantage of their nice 25% discount, and uh, and, and have a lunch in there in the in the encore. So, you know, even though that this this run is is not been great, that they're together. Uh, and yeah, what what they've gone through mentally, you just can't put into words. But you know, I'm one of those. And yeah, you you get people on social media, 90% are behind, but some of them are some fans are like, you know, up in arms. But me and I always say this, I'm just in awe of them that they they managed to find a way to step back on the ice because because that's amazing after what happened. Now, given what you've just said, and I'm just trying to find practicalities, and this may sound, I don't know, I don't want this to sound heartless because it's not meant in that way, but obviously this is a results-based business. Do the Nottingham Panthers need to make some changes to try to force their way up the table? That's a really interesting question. I, I do think that, like, new blood is needed just to, to shake things up a bit. Obviously, players have been coming in. I mean, I think they've made, what, three additions? Four, if you count. Yeah, four, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Felix Paré, who, who came in just a, a couple of weeks ago, made his debut at Belfast. The, the squad definitely does need a bit of, of tinkering. Um, and, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there was at least one more signing before the, before the deadline by, by Omar Pasha and Jonathan Paraday. Obviously, there's been a lot of injuries as well. I mean, every side's had injuries. But, you know, I, th I think that that game, that second night at, at your guys, was the first time we've been at full strength for a month or, or six weeks. I think we were at full strength in, in December, middle of December, and then just catalogue after injury after injury and incident after incident. And, and yeah, so... I, I think for this this team to be a, a team that might go into playoffs, yeah, there might need to be a little bit of tinkering. Um, one last question, Elliot, because I know you've got a, another official podcast to, to, to get stuck yeah. into uh, very shortly, so I don't want to keep you too long. But, you know, obviously we, we travelled to the NIC this weekend. Uh, what, are the, what are the Panthers like at home? I mean, again, they, they've not been getting the results at home that they would hope. You know, it's it's obviously where you expect to pick up most of your points. I, I think nearly every home game, as I say, they've been in every home game. They've been close. Uh, they've had a couple of good wins. You know, Guildford is, is a standout win from just before Christmas. Uh, obviously, the, the results over, over Christmas were, were not the same. They've been losing games, you know, like on, on penalty shots and, and in overtime. That, that, that's been their problem. They've been getting so close. Manchester at home, they were leading with about 30 seconds to go, 45 seconds to go. Manchester score and then they win that game in, in overtime. You know, they've lost on penalty shots recently as well. They, they, as I say, the, the good thing is, is, is that they're in games at home, that they're taking, you know, games down to the wire. And, you know, that that's, you know, to me, the best chance of, of Panthers beating Belfast will be at home, you know, rather than on the road. So they are a, they are a team and, and they feed off the crowd as well. The crowd's keeping them in games at the moment. There, there was a game... 
I think it might have been the Dundee game where, where they ended up losing, I think, on penalty shots. But for the final 10 minutes, the noise was phenomenal as the crowd just willed them to score. They couldn't score. I think they actually had a two-goal from memory. They had a two-goal lead in the shootout and ended up losing 3-2 on penalty shots in, in sudden death. They were, they were too clear and they had numerous chances where they could have seen out the penalty shootout. Um, but yeah, they're really close at home. They're, you know, I, I do feel they're really close to giving someone a thumping may come on Saturday, but we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, as you guys said, you know, nobody would want to face Panthers on home ice, especially, you know, with this this never say die attitude that they've got. Listen, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. And, and, Great to uh, with you again, guys. Enjoy. Thanks, give, give the best to John and the boys on your own podcast. Will do. See you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Elliot. Big thanks to Chris Ellis for, for joining us on the pod. We do have Tyler Beskarowani waiting in the wings. We're going to chat to him in just a second. But just briefly, gents, I'll go for both of you. Saturday's performance of the Belfast Giants, like I say, double, double the fun, double the score. Says I'll start with you. You know, again, we seem to have that sort of more aggressive attitude in the game. Again, I just think it's coming off the back of the win on Saturday night and Adam trying to get everybody in the room to, to, to basically just do their own thing and, and try and just uh, – Ellie just mentioned about the Panthers. Um, there seem to be three or four guys playing well one night and then it's another three or four another night. Um, and I just thought we got 60 minutes out of um, out of the, the set of players that we have that played on Friday night and on Saturday night. So it, it's important we, we we need to get on a run. Do I think we're going to catch the Panthers or the Steelers? No, I don't. Um, I don't think that the Steelers are going to drop it this year like they normally do. Um, they're playing really, really well, and they just seem to be finding ways to win um, from losing positions. Unlike what we did last week, when we we're, you know, when we played five from Dundee the week before, we we were in the front, and then obviously they came back and and uh, won both games. But I just feel that it, it, it's there's guys there that they, you know we talk about the physicality. Everybody's buying into it, um, and it, we're playing as a team, and that's the most important thing. You know, it starts from. From the centerman back, the whole leg look old tender. And if we can just get those and take one game at a time, one period at a time, one shift at a time, um, then I think we'll be all right. Divi, was your take on the uh, on the Saturday's game? Kind of what I was saying earlier there when when Ellie was on, you know, I thought we started really, really well. Obviously, then both teams ran into a bit of penalty trouble, but through the second period, we really took the game over. Thought we we're really, really strong through the second period. Um Got pegged peg back a couple of times. It was 2-1, it was 3-2, and we've seen over the last number of months um, maybe just like a little mental switch that we, we didn't have the ability just to, to to see that out, take that pressure, and we were conceding goals. You talk, well, we'll have best go on shortly there. Giving you a chance to win your goaltenders, only conceding one or two, then the pressure's on the forwards to score, and unfortunately, Friday night we got the two, we only let them one. Saturday night we went and got the four goals, and, uh, you know, they get they give us a chance to win. Will Collin coming in, I think, has made a, a change to the whole defensive core. Um, I agree. And, and Simon, Simon talked about um, David Goodwin maybe just up in the intensity. And I think that was one thing that was noticeable. Certainly on Saturday night, I thought for the large portion of the 60 minutes, I know Adam will probably say that it was as close to a 60-minute game as we've had in quite a while, but the intensity was there. I like to see that and. As I said at the very top of the show, never a bad result against the Panthers when you have two points. 
Hundred <clears throat> percent. You've you've just mentioned him there. We're going to go to uh, well. Let's hear from um, Adam Keith after Saturday's game, and we'll come back for a chat with Tyler Beskarwani. Uh, I thought it was great from start to finish. Obviously, the penalties uh, had a big impact, uh, both for us offensively, great some great power play goals for us, and then you know the penalties against gave them some life and brought them back into the game. And uh, but I thought right from that moment on, uh, our our guys kept on their toes and, and kept going, even when they got that second one in the third period. You know, in in the past we've kind of gone back on our heels and thought, oh no, what's going to happen here? As right now we, we're we staying on our toes and obviously OC got us a very big goal there to kind of give us a bit of insurance. Um, but I thought everybody again pulling the rope tonight, uh, some very tough decisions to leave some guys out tonight and to leave guys out yesterday. But I thought uh, everybody on the roster had an impact on the weekend and um, that's a, a great positive thing for this group and, and our mentality. Um, like the mentality of the group yesterday for the full sixty, and I like the mentality of the group tonight for a full sixty. Yeah, um, big thanks to uh, big thanks to uh, Belfast Chance TV. You, know, you get the highlights from those games on Belfast Chance TV on YouTube and the likes. Um, right, let's uh, let's have our first guest of the evening, uh, a man who's just fresh back off international duty. Uh, we'll no doubt have a quick chat about that as well. We're delighted to welcome back to View from the Bridge, Tyler Beskarowani. How are you doing, buddy? Doing well. How are you guys? Yeah, really good, really good. First of all, give us your take on the weekend past and the two victories over the Nottingham Panthers. Yeah, um, I heard you guys talking about it a little bit, but any any time you can go out in the weekend and get four points is is huge. Um, you know, especially with the way uh, things have been going for us this year. Um, it's never easy winning back to back games against the same team. And, uh, you know, obviously that team wants to come out and, and they never want to go into a weekend with a, or leave a weekend without any points. So, you know, you're going to get their best the second night. And so um, they played really well. They, they had a few scoring chances and um, hats off to our guys that, that, that just showed up and played the right way and, and uh, got the four points. You're a man who has experience of coming back into the Belfast Giants locker room mid-season as you did last season and affecting change. This past weekend, you've had that with two familiar faces in Will Cullen and, uh, and David Goodwin. How's that going? Yeah, it's uh, a little different to be on the other uh, other end of it, I guess you could say, this year. But uh, no, you know what? I, I found that every time we got a new face into our room this year, it, it almost brought um, a breath of fresh air to, to our room. You know, where everybody... Just, you know, they, they were a little happier, a little chippier, um, whether it was John Curran, John Curran uh, Hank, and now with Goody and, and Cully, you know, it's it, it's just getting those those guys and, and, like I said, them just being excited to be there. It just brings everybody else up in the room. So, uh, obviously, they helped us out immensely this weekend. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a little more from them going forward. And what about yourself, Tyler? Obviously, you had to carry a lot of load there when uh, when Jackson was out injured. You were playing every game, training every day. Obviously, got the not call it a break, but obviously went away with Canada over Christmas. Had family over. You know, got to relax a bit and and you know come back a wee bit more yourself. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I wasn't. It was one of those things where. You know, I would have been, I would have been happy. Obviously, I was excited to get there and play for for Canada and whatnot. But um, even though I only got to play a couple minutes, it was just nice to get a, get away a little bit and 
um, you know, get come back with a breath of fresh air, you know, a clear mind um, and excited to move forward with the second half of the year and excited to play again. And, and so, yeah, it was, I was actually talking to Kiefer having that last weekend game against Cardiff canceled. I hadn't had a start in three weeks. So uh, I was, I was well rested coming into this weekend for sure. Besco, you've already told me how the move for the um, Spangler Cup came about, but tell uh, the AVFTV listeners who, who made the call to you and, and how it all came about. Yeah, um, I was just sitting in my living room watching uh, a movie with Sarah and uh, Joe Thornton ended up calling me. Well, actually, I looked at my phone and I said, who the heck is calling me from San Jose? So I, almost, <laughs> I actually almost didn't answer. I was close to not answering the phone. And luckily I did. It was Joe Thornton calling me, asked me if I wanted to go play for Team Canada. And, you know, obviously it was, I, I kind of blacked out after that. I wasn't really sure what he was saying or what he was trying to get to. So that was, uh, all I remember him saying is someone was going to call me with details after. So, um, no, I was super excited and, and it was pretty cool to have, have uh, a guy with that pedigree call me and uh, ask if I wanted to play for Team Canada, right? And, uh, yeah, and then it was kind of, uh, it was kind of messy after that because my parents were flying in. The, actually, they were on a flight from Florida to Toronto. And so I kind of told them to call me because I wasn't sure what their plan was, if they wanted to go, if they wanted to stay back with the boys. And so that was uh, that was interesting. And obviously, right at Christmas time, we had all these plans. We were supposed to stay in Edinburgh for uh, Hogmanay. And so that all got uh, – that all, all changed pretty quick. But uh, – no, it was it was exciting to be able to go to to Switzerland and and uh, you know have a a white Christmas and and uh, a, a couple Christmases I guess. And you know, getting that call to play for Team Canada, I mean, I can only imagine it, it's it's any young Canadian's dream when you, when you start playing the game, and you 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 know your your first games to you know play your first game, and then you want to get better and you, you get drafted and you, you hopefully you know you want to go play in the NHL. We're playing for Team Canada, um, there's hundreds of thousands of boys and girls um, who have dreamt of that since since they put a pair of skates on, um, and you ultimately lived out that dream. And you got to play. You just touched on. It's only a couple of minutes, but you know, you talk about Joe Thornton, Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, was he the one just tap you in the shoulder and said, "Get your gear on, you're going on," or what will happen as well? <laughs> yeah, so that was another funny story. Um, I was um, I was sitting on the bench. It was the middle of the third period, and there was a, a play right next to the bench, and there was a hit, and I got hit in the head with a stick. I don't know if you can see it. There's a little – I got a mark there, and I started leaking blood. And so it was a good thing the doctor was right beside me. He came over and, and put a little glue on it and uh, a Band-Aid. But then uh, – but. I would say about three, four minutes after that, Bruce leans over and says, Hey, you're going in. And I kind of looked around. I said, me, I'm going in. He said, yeah. I said, okay. And then, um, Jim Playfair went over to him and said, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. He just got hit in the head. No, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And at that point I was already putting my gear on and Bruce leaned over and said, are you good to go? I said, yes, absolutely. There was no way in hell that when they were stopping me from going to that net that day. So, uh, and then, yeah, I ended up going in. If you, if you, if we Maybe go a back little concussed, but <laughs> if we go back to when Jumbo Joe run, was there any? What's the process there? Are you just like looking at Sarah, just going, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Davos, or is there like a process? You know, to it? First of all, it's the first one. It's like, are you? Who's this? Who is this really? <laughs> well, I, I kind of answered. I said, oh, "Hello," and he said, "Is this Tyler?" I said, "Yeah," and he said, "Hey, it's Joe Thornton calling." And at that point, I knew I was. I was actually looking at the roster. I was tr- trying to find the roster the previous two days before this happened. And I couldn't find a roster. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. It's got to be coming out soon. Like, it's it doesn't make sense how it's not out yet. The tournament's in whatever it was, six, seven days. And so <clears throat> once – and I know Joe was – I read a thing that Joe was going to be the uh, assistant GM or the GM of the team. So when he called me, I, that was kind of where I, I realized that it was happening. And I went into a different room, and I didn't want Sarah to be there. And then it just – yeah, everything just kind of – uh steamrolled from there but yeah it was uh pretty cool like was this this complete surprise or were any expectation that this call may have came or was this like bolt from the blue stuff so i actually at the beginning of the year we were on our north coast trip as with the team and i was sitting there and um after a couple of beers and i went over to keith and i said hey listen um I don't think I've ever had a personal goal within a season before. I mean, you, you go over a year, you know, you want to have uh, X amount of goals against whatever it may be. And I said, I've never had a personal goal, but my goal this year is to play for the Spangler Cup. I told Keith this at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I kind of put it out in the universe. And then I figured, you know, it was, it was one of those things where I had a good champion league. So um, I was hoping that that would get me on the radar for the international stage where, you know, it's, goalies from all over the place and obviously you're playing against that, that high talent. So um, I knew I was coming off of that. And then and that was kind of where I wanted things to snowball. But then obviously the season wasn't going my way. Numbers weren't going too, too well. But then I was kind of thinking like, well, if they're not, if they're watching me play right now, there's no way in hell I'm going to play for team Canada. So, um, but hope, lucky, I guess I'm assuming they weren't watching. And then I kind of chatted with Kiefer. Well, I, after Joe called, I tried to call Kiefer. I said, hey, listen, how long have you known about this? <clears throat> and then he kind of filled me in and he said it was, he heard from them three weeks before prior um, just to see on availability. And so he, they said, he, and he basically said like, if they needed an answer, then there was, we weren't letting you go because Wiss was injured. The Wiss can't play. And, you know, it, it, we, it was Peter Check and, uh, Dicko and that so he's like we just we couldn't let you go at that time it was still close with Sheffield and whatnot and so um, <clears throat> he said and then they, they ended up calling back uh, I believe it was three days before they actually called me and asked if I was able to go <clears throat> and so that was kind of where um, he said he he had he knew that things were starting to snowball a little more and that you were probably going is what he told me so um, yeah he knew he knew a little bit more in advance but yeah, I found out. Uh, it was the nineteenth when I found out. I've got two questions to ask on this. Um, we'll, we'll bring it back to the Giants again. But first, firstly, um, obviously, when this comes, did you draw an experience from anybody else? Did you contact? Obviously, Blair Riley's had experience there. Do you know any other buddies who who had experience in spending a cup? And you phone up and says, "Hey, what's it like? What's your what? What's the best way to approach this?" So I actually, Blair reached out to me to, to congratulate me. He kind of just said, you're going to love it. It's such a great experience. Um, you know, the, the family's going to love it. Um, they treat you really well. 
And so that was pretty much the extent of it. And then I knew, so I, I obviously, I played, I actually lived with Jordy Ben uh, my first year pro in Texas. Um, and so I, I kind of got there and knew him. And then Colton Sevier, I played with as well in Texas. So I, I didn't really know what I was expecting going into it. And I was just fortunate enough to know a couple people there. And um, I mean, everybody there made it so easy. I mean, like most, most players, most people do go into a team like that. It's, it's such a fun experience that everybody just kind of makes it so easy for everybody to, to get along with each other. And then the other question I had was when the game came against Power de Beach, did you not pull a game sheet out and go, come on, look, hey, look, <laughs> I shut these guys out. Can we, can we, can we just, can we just run with this? <laughs> uh, no, well, I kind of told them after, I told the team afterwards that, uh, we had beat them in the Champions League this year, and they they were kind of in disbelief a little bit. But uh, I wasn't mentioning much before the game happened. So, but no, I was. Yeah, obviously, they it was a. I think it was a little bit different game for part of Bitsay as well. Um, coming here, having I mean, they, their backup was there. Probably their top line and a half didn't play. Maybe their top D man. Um, they had already clinched their spot in the the next round. So. Um, for them, it was probably a little bit different. It looked a little faster from where I was watching, anyways. And so um, they had they had a really good team. Really, uh, re- it was a lot a lot of great hockey, and it was really fun to watch. Tell me, like you got your shirt or some sort of memento to you know of the occasion. Yeah, they they sent us back with actually they they did a really good job with with hooking up my entire family with, with, uh, swagger. They, uh, my parents were able to go, uh, which was, which was really fortunate for them. Um, and they gave, I mean, everybody ended up with a couple sweaters and t-shirts, uh, scarf hat. Um, both boys got, got set up well. So, uh, they, everybody, actually everybody ended up with a Jersey. So yeah, we were, we were pretty well taken care of in that aspect. And then, um, they sent me home with both, both jerseys, my white and red, that are already gone home. So uh, that one won't be getting auctioned off at Kiefer's testimonial. Unfortunately, that one will be. Uh, <laughs> that one's probably getting framed with my uh, my draft jersey. Brilliant. Yeah, Scott, let's get you back to the chance. Obviously, two games of the weekend we played. Uh, we won both of them, which is, hasn't happened very often this season. We've got back-to-back wins. We're heading into this weekend. We've got to go and play Nottingham again. They've just lost twice to us. They'll be looking to try and get the the third one this weekend, but um, obviously the boys have had a, a couple of days off to, to refresh and get ready to go again starting tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a good week of, of getting away for from the rink, getting away from the guys, really. Um, you know, we had a bit of fun there over the weekend with um, enjoying ourselves with going going into the town and whatnot. Um like I said, just getting our mind off of hockey is it's it's such a long season that you kinda need that, especially this year where there's no there's no national team break or anything like that for us. And so um yeah, we were we were able to get two days off and then today was kind of a, a team building thing where we ended up going to the, the Hollywood golf, um, the the simulators there. So um a lot of fun and, and excited to get back to it. I think the guys are excited to get to the rink tomorrow, even though it is done Donald. Um, getting getting back to it and and uh, putting the work boots on and and looking forward to this weekend because I mean yeah like you said Nottingham obviously they're they're going to be looking for 
uh, Revenge on Us, and I believe we played Coventry as well, if I'm not yep. mistaken. So yeah, obviously we we want a little bit of of uh, revenge on them as well, and so uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge weekend for us, and I think we're we're ready for the the, the challenge. Listen, Besco, we'll not keep you any longer. We really, really appreciate you joining us. Good luck this weekend, and uh, yeah, congratulations on this Spenger Cup call up. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Tyler Beskarowani for his time. That was a great chat. That we're going to batter off straight ahead because the um, our next guest has been waiting in the wings for a little bit. He was the one of the, got a first star in the games this weekend. Also with a goal, glad to welcome back to a view from the bridge, Greg Prince. How are you doing, mate? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Doing really well. Doing really well. Great weekend. Two two uh, two great wins and a goal for yourself. Gives you a reflection. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was much needed. Um, Nice to get four points and not um, not come out of there with three or blow a lead or anything like that. Uh, so it looked more more like Giants hockey, and I think uh, we all realized that uh, from top to bottom, coaching staff, players, fans. Um, I don't know. There's a good feeling in the locker room right now. So uh, definitely getting some of those guys back. Just with Goody, he's a nice uh, calming presence and a great player, obviously. And then Cully, uh, big time goal. And then even getting Roshi back, that was huge for us. They've uh, they're all proven winners, so it's it's helping us uh, at this point. We'll see what we can do the rest of the way. We were saying earlier in the show, looking at those two games, that there seemed to be a different approach from you guys. It seemed to be a lot more aggressive on the ice. For sure, yeah. I think uh, I mean we just we've had a lot of talks throughout the year, but I think kind of uh, finally kind of set in that the the point we're at and uh, what we're playing for, and then just getting getting guys back that were proven winners over the years. They um. They were pushing us, pushing us to come out and play Giants hockey, um, and they were showing us the way and leading. So I think it was easy to follow. So Greg, just as as you kind of alluded to there, we brought in Hank, um, gave a good win. Josh Roach coming back from injuries, like getting a new player. Um, Will Cullen, these guys that have been to Belfast before, they know what the fifty four league, fifty four game league season is about. Have those guys just lit it up, pushed it up another level? Uh, yeah, for sure. They've definitely, um, ever since Rochi's came back and then Goody for just from the day he walked in the locker room, so we, we could, you can just feel the, the presence that he brings. It's just a positive presence. And obviously he was, I think he was captain the last two years. So, you know, he's a leader, um, you know, he's a winner and he's a great player and just having those guys in the locker room and kind of learning from them at this point in the year, I know it's we're already halfway through the year, but it's a, it was a nice, nice change for us for sure. And and what tilted for yourself? You know that hard Simon on the on the webcast start the weekend saying arguably Greg Prince's best game and a Belfast Giants start certainly from earlier in the season. Anyway, there's been a up and down for yourself on a personal level, but real strong performances at the weekend. Yeah, I think I just uh, tried to stick to my games, tried to play physical. Um, I thought met with Kiefer a couple of times throughout the week. He said like you've been growing into your game, you've been getting better and better, but I don't want you to get away from the things that make you successful. Um, so I just kind of took those words and ran with them and ended up getting uh, producing a little bit and having a couple good games. Greg, obviously, again, it, it, you touched on it there. You know, we've we've coughed up a few leagues this year. Um, you know, we, we obviously the Coventry game, um, which we don't really want to mention anymore. Um, <laughs> on day five, we, we, you know, we've had two, three, four goal leads and end up losing those games. But those games at the weekend, when obviously the, the Panthers took the league and it, even watching from from where I watched the game, obviously in the in the TV uh, studio, the, the booth, 
there didn't seem to be any panic at the weekend. Is, is there a different mentality now that, that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to diss anybody that's been there and, and, and gone, but is there a different mentality now with the legs of Goody and Cully and Roachy all coming back in who know the system that Adams plays, who, and Adam obviously trusts these guys because ultimately if he didn't, he wouldn't be bringing them back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's definitely a huge part of it. Just you, like, obviously you guys all see what they play, but you don't see what they bring off the ice as much in the locker room. Goody's talking to us before the game. Cully, Rochi's he's been around all year, but he hasn't really been around like he wants to be. But now that he's a full, full-time full uh, player and part of the lineup, it definitely he definitely can bring his wisdom to us. And even on the bench, Goody's always getting us to calm down. Like, we gave up that first goal, and everybody's kind of like, oh, here we go again. But he's just like, he's like, boys, we're fine. Like, we have 58 minutes left in this game. Like, we know we're a good team. So it's just things like that. They're just kind of a calming presence for all of us that – we've kind of been missing and obviously it's tough with our Cooper being out. Cause he was, he was at first earlier in the year, but with him, uh, him dealing with injury, it's, it's nice to have Goody be able to come in and step up. You just touched on the injury situation there. Uh, have you ever been involved with a team with so many injuries throughout the year? It's, they just, they just seem like they keep coming. I don't know. It's um, we, it started with game one, Gino got hurt and then kind of snowballed from there. We've, We've had guys that haven't even played league games. We've had guys in and out of the lineup. It makes it – obviously, missing those guys is tough, but another thing it does is just messes with the chemistry. Like, you're moving – you have different line mates every week. you got different power plays because you don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So, it definitely uh, definitely make it, makes it difficult. It's not an excuse by any stretch because we have a lot of great players on this team, uh, top to bottom, but definitely uh, messing with the chemistry and missing some of those guys hurts us. Moving into this weekend, Nottingham away, Coventry away. Um, on a road trip for you know a doubleheader weekend away. Um, what's the mood in the camp? I know he's had a, a day at um, Hollywood Golf Club today. Yeah, I mean we've had a couple of days off here. Had a nice team building. Um, got together with the guys. I think it's just been a really good reset. Um, well deserved after the weekend, which we haven't felt we deserved in a while. Uh, so getting those four points, we deserve. We felt we deserved a little bit of uh, time to get together and enjoy each other. I think it'll be nice for us to go on the road, play two games. Usually it's one home, one away, so you're doing a lot of traveling. It would be nice to stay in a hotel, get to spend some time with the guys, and then uh, obviously take care of business with these two games. Nottingham's going to come out hard. They're a real strong team, um, and we just we just swept them, so they're going to want their revenge. And then Coventry, I mean, just blew a 4 nothing lead against them, so I think we have something to prove to, to them, ourselves, and the league. So. One last question. <clears throat> Actually, it comes in from um, somebody who's watching in, but I'm going to flip it a little bit. There's a question here from a Jason Ellery that says, Quincy, why the long face? But I'm going to flip this a little bit. <laughs> what, um, obviously, obviously, we were talking about injuries. Mm. There's one right there. What, what, is, what does Taft mean in the room? Oh, he's, he's everything. I mean, he does so many things for us that we don't even see. Um, like, I came into the rink at 4.30 and – saw his ankle and I was like, Oh my God. I said, first thing I said to him, I was like, what are we going to do? I was like, where, like, how's, when, how are we going to get set up at Dundonald? Like who's going to do all the skates and stuff. So he's, I mean, without him, our team doesn't function. He's, he's uh, behind the scenes, the heart and soul of our team. He takes care of everything for us. Uh, he does an amazing job. So it's definitely tough, but I mean, he was still there sharpening skates on crutches, wheeling around. I think he's going to get a scooter maybe. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be able to take care of him, but. Uh, we'll we'll, so we'll take care of him as well. So he's he's unbelievable. Just on that, Paddy, um, obviously Taft's been training up Wee Judah over the last couple of years. Oh. And Wee Judah was absolutely brilliant on Saturday night. Oh, he's brilliant. 
It's outstanding. Every every night we got to get him on the bench. I don't know. He was running around, uh, running around in the locker room, but we got to get him he on. Can't the bench. see over the bench. He's well. He's getting taller, but he still can't yeah. see over the bench. True. Might have to. Might even get him a step stool, but we got to get him on the bench for, for one of these games coming up. Absolutely, but we all wish we always tough. Well, as you say, listen, Greg, we really appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend against Nottingham and Coventry, and uh, maybe we'll chat the game before the season ends. Awesome, sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers, Prince. Cheers, Greg. Thank you. Big thanks to, to Greg Prince for his time. And you're absolutely right, says there was a player who you know probably had his best game in Jan's uniform last this last weekend. I don't think it. I mean, again, I thought he had a couple of big performances at the start of the season in the CHL. Um, and he said moments of which you see that he's what he's capable of. Um, I was speaking to Adam um, after the game Saturday night, um, and he said that he thought Princey. He had a really, really strong week in practice, um, and that you know you you could you could just see a wee bit, you know. Do you know what? I think he needs that wee bit of anger. But step it like Jim Vandermeer, you know, Jim's a lovely guy off the ice, and some of, of the best stories I've ever heard anybody tell from from hockey perspective. Um, but see, when Jim gets angry, he's one of those guys you just do not want to be around with regards to. You want them on your side, but you don't want them off your on, on, with uh, on your opposition. And I thought Princey was a wee bit angry on Saturday night. I mean, have you seen that seen that top of the stick that he near broke around your man's wrist um, for uh, with the lead up with Davy Phillips got um, Kelso and Davy Phillips behind the net. Davy came out front, was dropped the gloves, and Kelso didn't uh, want, you know for play the kid. He pretty basically created a power play for them, which ultimately they went scored on. And and Princey comes out of. Um, comes across the ice. I can't remember who it was. He um, he just let him know what the story was. But Prince, he's a big boy. Um, and there was nobody on the ice from the Panther side of things that did anything about it. But when Davey was up against it and Prince, came in, to let him know that this isn't going to be tolerated. I, I thought that was really good to see as well because there's been a bit of criticism over the last while that, you know, there's nobody there standing up for each other. And, and I think a game with a but a wee bit of more camarader- camaraderie around the room. Uh, I thought that, you know, that, that was really good to see as well. And, and Davey, let me just bring it back because we, we we did just bounce straight on to the, to the Greg Prince interview. But the, the, the chat from Tyler Beskarwani in regards to the experience in the Spangler Cup, not just from like from a personal point of view, but from a Belfast Giants point of view, it's, it, it's great that he had that opportunity. It's great exposure. It's great for us. First and foremost, it's great for him and his family. And yeah, it's something special for his dad and all to be over at Christmas and then being able to go on over to Davos for, for New Year's and stuff. So, like, for Belfast Giants getting exposure in European hockey is no surprise anymore. But, you know, credit that Tyler came through the group stages or the, the first the first phase as, you know, on that all-star team. So, every credit to him. Obviously, they're keeping a tabs on him in North America. Right through. I, I'm dead interested in that. See that manifestation kind of stuff. You put stuff out yeah. into the world. I I don't believe in it, but the more I hear people doing it, the more good stuff happens. It's weird. I have, I've 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 had experience of it this week. Well, not me personally, but um, mm-hmm. where we live, uh, my wife's cousin, very good friend of mine, Kev, lives lives around the corner. I just went to Tesco's. Right, just went to pick up something at Tesco's, and as I came out of Tesco's, I bumped into Kev, and Kev just stands there, looks at me, and goes. That's weird. I says, why? He says, I was just, as I came around the corner, I just thought to myself, you know what's weird? I never bump into Patrick. He lives around the corner. I never bumped into him in Tesco's. And like 30 seconds later, 
he's bumping into me. He feels like he just manifested this. You know, it's just like, why is he thinking it then? And then suddenly it was there. Is it? Nah, there that's, are, that's a coincidence. That's a coincidence, mate. That's um, a manifest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, uh, real credit to Pesco. The numbers, as he said, that the numbers he said himself, like through October, November, after we went out of the Champions Hockey League and, and through that tough November month, numbers were up and down. But obviously, he was playing a lot of hockey. He was training, says, as, as you know, said on the podcast previously as well, wasn't feeling great, had a bit of illness about him as well, but had to carry that load. And, you know, his numbers weren't where they wanted to be. He's had that little bit of a break. He's came back those two games against the Panthers. 120 minutes, 1.5 goals against average. You're not going to argue with that. 50-something shots, three goals against. Great. Good to have him back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, let's batter ahead. Um, and just briefly, we'll just cover the views in the bridge. Player of the Month for December, sponsored by Phonicab. We asked you to cast your votes. And the winner was Jeff Baum in a very tight competition. Um, 34% of the vote. Um, just ahead of uh, Davy Phillips, uh, Bobby McIntyre, and Oliver Cooper. Um, says Jeff Baum, December's Player of the Month. Fair enough? Absolutely. I mean, look, you know, when we when we look back at, at um, December, there, there wasn't a plethora of players that you could choose from. You know, up and down, we bet like Chris Ellis was saying, um, you know, some guys, you know, some nights just three or four guys turn up, the next night another three or four guys turn up. But what do you get from Jeff Baum's consistency? Um, arguably, probably the best defenseman so far this year, and and I think Jeff's probably honest enough to turn around and say, you know, he knew he wasn't coming in as number one defenseman, but at times he's had to step up and he's played power plays, he plays shorthanded all the time. He's took the injury, come back again, probably a wee bit early than what he he should have come back because he's seen the team that were hurting, and and uh, that's just the type he's at. He's been given the A, um, obviously since uh, Mark Garcia got hurt earlier in the season, and it's thoroughly deserved because he again. You know what you're going to get from him. Um, I'm I'm sure his dad's probably sitting in the showroom in in Texas right now watching this, um, and he, he knows I'm a big fan of Jeff Junior. Um, so you know it, it's it's thoroughly deserved. He very very seldom has a bad game, very very seldom. Um, and by bad game, I mean one of those ones where he goes, you know, he, you know he doesn't stand out. He, he does the simple things right. Um, and uh, yeah, congratulations to, to Jeff for player of the month. Give your thoughts. He was my nomination last month, was or last week. I said that I'd be voting for Bomber in a month where we struggle to put the puck in the net on a consistent basis. Probably need to look towards the back end. Bobby McIntyre, probably a notable exception up front, came in and scored a decent amount of points. What was 12 points in 16 games or something through December? Bobby McIntyre had so good nomination. Oliver Cooper obviously came back from injury, did all right. Davy Phillips did well in the back end. But for me, just that consistency, and I think Simon talked about it as well, just that level of consistency that Jeff had right through that month of December. Keep it stupid, or keep it simple, stupid. is not what they say. He chips it out. He resets. He does every, he does all the little things. Mark Garside was almost says they're talking about that tandem that they had when he first came in. He makes players around him better. And that's probably the best compliment you can pay Jeff Baum. He just when he's on the ice, the players around him become better players. Go ahead, you, you just touched on that, Davey. You know, obviously Cameron Pound coming into play his first dozen, fourteen games now, whatever it is, in um from uh, his professional career and bombers, you know, just stood right in beside him and and you know, teaching him ropes. So 
Um, I just think he's he's he's. I don't want to sound as if I'm underrating him, but he's absolutely dependable. Um, he's one of those ones where again you can just know that if you put him out there in any situation that you're going to get a hundred percent from him, and that's all you can ask from anybody. Um, look at yeah. the responsibility. Look at the responsibility there that Adam keeps putting on him. He's not going to Charlie Curdy. He's not going to Jacob Friend. He's not even going to Roach here. Any of those guys. He went to Jeff Palmy. That last year he's doing it. This year, when the chips are down and you need somebody like a young guy coming through, and Jeff Palm was that young guy coming through two, three years ago, and he's now that dependable. He's got the A in the chest. He's a leader in the room. He's a leader on the ice, and ah, it's, there's no, terrible. I'd seen his cowboy boots there was something to behold when he came out of the locker room the other week at Christmas off the rodeo Jeff you know but uh, take the lot out of Texas I wouldn't I wouldn't like him to get caught in his Belfast dressed up like that but <laughs> but brilliant 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 fella I love him to death Paddy what do you think well, no, there's nothing I can add Johnson I think that over these last number of seasons Jeff Bombs progressed, progressed, progressed. You know, we, we knew he came in here and more or less it was his first you know, professional sort of experiences and coming in and he's just got better and better and better. He was out for those few games and he came back and he just hit the ice running and it was like he hadn't been away. He brought such steadiness to the day and it was brilliant, brilliant to watch. Such a good player and, you know, such a nice lad. Uh, his dad as well, big shout to, to Jeff Baum Sr. Um, but really, you know, an integral part of this organisation now, uh, as well as the, the team on the ice and um, and even with the big hats and the cowboy boots. Like I say, you can take the lad out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the lad. Congratulations to Jeff Baum on winning December's View from the Bridge Player of the Month sponsored by Phonacab. You would have received that award on Saturday had I not been out and totally forgotten. Sorry about that, buddy. But the next game, the next home game we get, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get that presented to you um, and uh, on the ice. Um, but yep, yeah, big thanks to everybody who voted. He got It was over nearly 700 votes come in and, uh, and he got the large proportion of them. Right. A uh, little bit of news. Let me just give you, for those watching, let me just give those watching a bit of uh, the goals of the week while I read you some of the news. Um, there we go. Uh, it's It's been a fun week in the Elite League, social media-wise. <laughs> Lots of people getting annoyed over next to nothing. Uh, while on the ice, Sheffield still march relentlessly forward. 5-3 um, win away to the Storm. 6-1 uh, win at home to Dundee. Uh, two overtime losses for Fife uh, at home to Guildford on Saturday and away to Coventry on Sunday. While Dundee preceded their hammering in Sheffield with a 4-3 OT win over the clan. Uh, the only other result of the weekend was a 3-1 win for the Flames over the Storm down in Surrey. Um, congratulations to the Nomadistana of Kazakhstan, who wrapped up the Continental Cup in two days in Cardiff. Um, seems like it was a fun weekend, regardless, for, in the Bay. Um, not least to our old friends, Katowice, bringing their noise as they did here in 2018 and 2019. Uh, Cardiff, of course, picked up the gauntlet of the competition after Guildford and Sheffield ran away from the challenge. But uh, don't say it out loud. Oh, sorry. Don't say this out loud, Patrick. If people don't like it. Okay, sorry about that. Did, any, did anybody see the comment about the police were in the building um, uh, yeah. for the Calabiza fans? Yeah. No. What was that all about? Calabiza fans when they're in Belfast were absolutely brilliant. 
And I uh, think it was just on a, a just a purely precautionary. They were up on the TV gantry about a dozen cops. It was it wasn't like they were. The Cadavici came in numbers, and you know how sensitive Cardiff fans are, so they just got to be. <laughs> I'm fans this weekend, I believe. But Purely, uh, all fans apart from our fans, our fans. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not sensitive in the slightest. Mate. We, mate, we can be, we can be needy too. We can be needy too. Um, I did, um, I did say the Gaz Hughes show. Obviously, he was doing commentary uh, with Devils TV. I did say he had to be prepared when it came to the Cadavici uh, fans because there's going to be a lot of a lot of topless men with yellow scarves, and um, that's exactly what happened. It's a good fun, good fun, good bunch of lads. Right, let's have a quick look at the uh, at the league table. And, um, sorry, lads, we, we are going to have to. Uh, like I say, Sheffield Steelers are leading the way. They've only dropped five points, if my calculations are right. 20, 27 games, 49 points. We are in second, 28 games, 35, level with the Guildford Flames. We're, we're above them on uh, regulation wins. Cardiff have a few games to catch up, haven't taken a couple of weekends with the, with the Continental Cup. Uh, but they're in 33 points. Then Dundee, Coventry, Glasgow, and the Manchester Storm round out the eight and at the bottom of the league table. And the Five Flyers, 30 played, 23. Uh, we talked earlier about Nottingham Panthers, 24 uh, games played, 22 points. Um, you just said it there, says relentless from the Steelers uh, to drop five points at this stage of the season. That's nah, incredible. I mean, the game, they've been brilliant. It's, you know, it pains me to say it sometimes, but they've been absolutely outstanding this year. I mean, we've... I've already said it um, on a couple of podcasts ago uh, when we were when they came into Belfast. Um, I thought they were the best team I've seen this year, and and, and I'm not going to change my mind. It's they, they just have they've got they've got everything um, uh, in position right now to, to go on and and uh, win the league, and and the only one that's going to beat them is going to be themselves. So um, you know there, there's there's not many teams that are capable of beating the Steelers at the minute. I think that's fair to say. You know. They're just finding um, – they went down a couple of goals a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who it was against, and they just came back and ended up winning 7-2, I think it was. And um, they're just there's just quality right the whole way throughout. But it starts with Matt Greenfield and that, who's been brilliant. So, um, look, there's a long, long way to go. There's half the season left for them, just one game less than us. And, and um, you know, we, we need to start worrying about our own game. It's, it's – if we concentrate and pick one game at a time, and you know we, we talked about it earlier, one game at a time, one period of time, one shift at a time, um, and just you know try and get on a bit of a run ourselves. We've still got to play them three times, um, but it's going to be very, very difficult to stop them. They make no mistake about that. I, I fully agree with that. And David, you know, we we said it many the time over in the past, especially when it came you know, when we were doing well. I'm sure people thought from us uh, when Cardiff were doing well. When these teams go down, the, the teams that are chasing championship. When these teams go down, everybody's eyebrows go up. You know, if there's a goal down, two goes down. But by the end of the uh, but by the end of the game, the teams the teams that are really battling for a championship, they find a way to go from one, two, three goals down to taking points in the game, be that one or two. There's no much point in dwelling much more on that league table. It is what it is at the minute, and as Simon has alluded to there, it's a game at a time. We can all, you know, Giants, Guildford, and the Devils, the three closest chasers, I probably even think at this stage that Dundee Stars aren't, aren't in the picture. They almost have to go perfect now, and, and, the, St and the Steelers can drop six, seven, eight games at this stage. So um, it's a mountain to climb, but you start climbing a mountain at the bottom, and you take one step up it, and 
see what happens, you know. Some people get the top, some people have to turn around halfway. Uh, <laughs> have, you seen that, have you seen that comment from Margaret Patterson? <laughs> what did you say? I wasn't really listening. <laughs> no, it's just like just saying, I'm just saying that how good the Panthers are better. Try the Steelers have beaten this year, <laughs> and she's telling me to watch from my side. Thanks, Margaret. <laughs> and the shoot, um, like, listen, we, we've said it. This should be good. That's I'm saying no more than they should be good. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm sure they might have money being spent. You know, when there you go. you're allowed to say it. You know, now you're going to get all the tweets in it. I don't care. It doesn't worry me. You know, <laughs> it's, apparently we've never ended in pockets, which, you know, we've got the biggest um, uh, cost for transport, for hotel stays, for, you know, our, our, our travel compared to every other team in the league is off the charts. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's right. You're, we're never ending pockets for sure. Uh, two more things. One, uh, Nathan Doherty says statement Claxon. I know what you're referring to. You're referring to the the, the Glasgow clan and the, and the statement they had to made and all this stuff that go on there. All I'm going to say is that's a storm in a teacup to me. That's one game. People, they just need to just calm down. Go what to the happened? So basically, I don't know you into it. On Thursday, the Glasgow clan opened uh, season. Sorry, opened the season ticket holders the ability to purchase your um, season ticket seat for the semi final of the Challenge Cup. They said you had until I think today, either today or tomorrow, to choose Tuesday or Wednesday to get your season ticket seat. Things changed, and they decided on Sunday. Actually, we you know we haven't had that many purchases. We're going to open general sales immediately so those season ticket holders that didn't buy on thursday friday saturday or sunday were wanting those two extra days to buy them and they're up in arms that you know i've lost my season ticket seat for me uh, it's just you know sit somewhere else like <laughs> you know what i mean tickets are, don't get me wrong if it sells out and you're a season ticket holder and you've missed out because of it then you probably have a reason to be angry but to me uh, sit somewhere else you know, it's you, you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to buy these tickets. You didn't do it. Yes, you maybe should have two extra days. This is somewhere else. Dave, you're not, not convinced? Um, I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, if you, you want to go to the game, it was a 10 pound ticket as well. So, you know, get in and get it, get it, um, get it bought. But it's a bit one of those don't want to criticize another team or another club and how they run their operation if you say you've got the tuesday to buy your ticket you're maybe trying to work shifts out you're maybe waiting to get your pay on a friday whatever the reason is you hadn't bought it. you were, just, it, you were told first... you had a certain date to buy it and you, you that's changed yeah, there, there are people saying they're going to boycott the game and stuff like that ah, it well, just that's just stupid and they'll not they'll not just, yeah, just Tell me this, is it the first or is it the second leg uh first leg Okay. Pretty sure it's the first leg. I'd have to have a look. It's a good point. Actually. No, but it's the first. If it's the second leg, you would have thought that some people sort of hold off because it's the way to Sheffield, um, and you know they sort of hold off to see what there's all this from the first leg. But well, look, it's, it's 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 Glasgow, not it's it's Glasgow and Skilford. So it's, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, it's, this, it's this Saturday. It's, it's the first leg this Saturday at seven p.m. Get your tickets as soon as they come available, folks. That's just the way it goes. You know, it's unfortunate, but just get your tickets. When they become it, it's a semi final of a competition. Which let's be honest, the Steelers don't reach that many of them. So, if you get your team into a semi final, get your tickets as soon as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And then, the um, the only other thing I want to say at this point is, Davey, just, be um, just, just before you well, go, um, 
Scott Finley. Um, has he has he done his shirt? Three on three podcast, Scott Finley. Sorry. Has he has he worn his Giants shirt to a game yet? This one, this Giants shirt. No, he absolutely oh, has you, not. Are you going down on absolutely. Sunday? Well, I'm. I'm intending on being down there on Sunday. I'm not sure if uh, if he's going to be there. Um, yeah. well, that that um, that forfeit is yet to be fulfilled. So um, let's find out from Scott if he's going to be there or not. <laughs> Big shout out to Scott Finley. Oh, he's done a very good. In- oh, by the way, a very good interview with Johnny Curran. Um, for, if you check it out on Twitter, uh, obviously Johnny's come back to the Coventry Blaze, and Scott spent a bit of time chatting to him. And Johnny gives a bit of insight as to his time in the Giants and, and maybe what his thoughts and did why it didn't work out. But very good. Check it out. We'll put it on our socials. Check it out. And uh, big shout to, to Scott. Very, very, really well done. Um, right. Uh, one more thing, Davy. And that is, uh, do you want to give a shout out to this, Meteors? Oh, where it didn't this work. Is going. It? I don't know where this is going here. <laughs> uh, uh, did it not come up there? Oh, no, hold on. There we go. There it is. Ah, my man. Yanni Peretz made it to the NHL from, oh, there we are. Um, that's me and my buddy Yanni after the Friendship 4 game. Quinnipiac, yeah. Um, yep. Quinnipiac. 2022 seems like 21. a long time ago. Yeah, November, November, Thanksgiving 2022 because we didn't have the 2023 version obviously um, called up by the Hurricanes over the Christmas period sat a number of games on the bench got the tap on the shoulder just like Besco earlier to go into a game was it last night time was it, or Monday yep. night last Monday night, night um, he got called in got a few minutes in the game living his dream He's done really well in the ECHL this season. Actually, looking at the ECHL stats there last week over something else and and seeing guys like Griggles doing pretty well, um, Yannick Perrette's doing well, our very own Peyton Jones numbers outstanding in, in that league as yeah. well. So good to see so some that. really strong gold team that have all, you know, had their skates on Odyssey ice. But, uh, yeah, good luck, Yannick. You never know. As I said um, back then, early late November, early December, when we did the podcast, I was interviewing him for whatever TV channel that was going out, and I've said to him like, "Yeah, if you're obviously after the cameras quote, obviously you've probably got a little bit of talent. It doesn't work out in the NHL. Get our guys to call your guys, and you know there'll always be a slot here. And that's sure, when I- the language barrier broke down where he was going. I- I'm sorry, I can't really understand what you're saying there, mate. Um, I says, "Well, look, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch." So is it just me? Is it just me, or does he look like you? I was thinking just that at the same time. Your son, Gabby. My boy. <laughs> My boy. It what do you think that? I am? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Well, he's only 23, is it? 23, 24? I'm only 35. I are. I on. Said your haircut, that. Move on, move on. Let's get this, let's, yeah, let's get this show up. But before before do you know, obviously the, the the friendship four coming by this is a, this is a friendship four year and you know we've had the successes there of the friendship series and it's good that it's coming back again. Yeah, he's only twenty three. Just a double check. Um, yes, you know what? Listen, and I don't know if there's anybody listening and watching um, what we do on a Tuesday night, um, and they haven't got tickets and haven't been to the friendship four before. Trust me in this. It's absolutely brilliant. The quality of hockey is outstanding. The players that you're going to see are outstanding. It's a million miles an hour. Uh, the physicality, if you like the physical side of the game, you're going to love this. They just are like nonstop for 60 minutes or 65 minutes, depending on what it is. Um, it, it's it's unbelievable. 
it's you know you've this year you've got Notre Dame you've got um Harvard you've got BU coming back um and you've got Merrimack coming for the first time listen as soon as the tickets become available oh, get them don't wait for don't wait for anything else happening there he's got a shirt ready already um you know don't be waiting for for a, a deadline on tickets saying that they're not available as soon as they become available get your tickets you can thank me later don't be um, a fan. definitely definitely well worth it absolutely two it's things a, um don't. mark mark reed getting a wee bit cheeky there 35 inch waist if you're lucky i have a 30 <laughs> inch waist oh, thank you very much um same waist as i had when i left school my friend and Sophie Jarrett, loving seeing the women playing the first time, phenomenal. A bit of like the Friendship 4 with the men's tournament, the Friendship Series, the women's term. We talked about it last week. If you can see it, you can be it. Brilliant to see the ladies on the ice. 100%. 100%. Um, two games to the Belfast Giants this weekend, as we've mentioned before. The Panthers away and the Blaze away. Panthers Saturday at 7pm at the NIC. And if you're not making, I know a good few people, because it's two games in the Midlands, um, so I know a good few people are making the trip over to go between the NIC and the Sky Dome. So um, if you if you but if you're not making that trip uh, on Saturday, you can join Jono and Dan Green on Panthers TV, and then we go down down to the Sky Dome to face the Blaze once more uh, Sunday at five thirty p.m. at the Sky Dome. And if you're not making that trip, you can join Ed and Stu on the fantastic Blaze TV. Any other business, lads? Don't think so. No. Been a pretty comprehensive, and uh, some uh, some good chats today. And I really enjoyed enjoyed that chat with Besco as well. I thought they'd find out about the Spender Cup. Really, um, really like it just comes on, and you know we get the exclusives from Besco, so that's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, yes, so big thanks to to Tyler Bescarani and to Greg Prince, and of course to Chris Ellis. Thanks for joining us once again in his dressing gown. As today. <laughs> Listen, if it, well, the next time we get him on, if he's not in his dressing gown, I'm going to be disappointed. Let's be fair. We've got a comment in there from Mark Hitchcock asking if I fancy GB in Cardiff, and the answer, Mark, is no. Um, like I say the games this weekend, Panthers away, Saturday at 7 p.m., plays away. Uh, Sunday at five thirty PM. Get them on their uh, get them on their uh, webcasts. If you're not making the trip, and hope those that are, I hope they have a good time, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Patrick, David. You see, as always, big thanks, big thanks to everybody who's been tuning in and all your comments and that's that. You can get us podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com at AVFTB on X or Twitter or you get us Facebook, kingdomofthegiants.com website and all the usual sort of stuff. Uh, watch us on YouTube or on um, Facebook and wherever you are this weekend. And if you are making that trip to Nottingham and Coventry, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.